Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Friendly disclaimer time. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are not affiliated with any of the media that we review or critique. We wholeheartedly support our fellow creatives at the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. And at the end of the day, we're just really big fans. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie. And buckle up, fans, because we have found a hidden gem on Hulu that is absolute music to our ears. We're talking all about Chevalier. And when I say we, I mean me and our, our lovely special correspondent, Miss Melinda. Welcome back, friends. Hello. How are you today? I am wonderful. And I'm super excited to talk to you about all things Chevalier. What were your initial thoughts? Well, I first heard about the movie on TikTok. Like I didn't see a lot of promo for it. And I have a classical music background. You know, I I play classical guitar and you know, it's like I know all about, you know, Mozart and Bach and Beethoven and Tchaikovsky and Wagner, but like I never learned about Joseph Bologna, like at all. I had no idea about this composer. So when I saw the video about it, I was just instantly intrigued and had to see it. And I'm glad I did. It was really good. I was super late to the party. I want to say it was you or China who brought it on my radar. And I was like, sure, I'll watch the trailer, see where it goes. And it was filmed beautifully. My knowledge on the French Revolution is fairly limited. I could probably get a passing grade (laughs) if you asked me about the French Revolution, but Everything else I was absolutely clueless on. And I don't know how he got looked over so much in history or it was everybody's mission just to make sure he was hidden. But it was a beautiful film. Absolutely loved the story. And then immediately Googled everything after the facts. After I was done watching this movie, I was like, okay, how much of this was factual? How much of this was just like beautifully written fiction? And I found about like 98% of it was actual fact. So for those of you who don't know, Chevalier is about the life of composer Joseph Bologna, known as Chevalier de St. George. He is a celebrated Black composer and also a fencer, and he eventually became part of Marie Antoinette's court. But in this movie, his desires for fame, opportunity, love, and equality drive him forward as the French society faces revolution, and he finds he has to choose where his loyalties lie. Well, the cast was absolutely phenomenal, and you had some major headliners and some up-and-comings. So who do we have as Chevalier? So as Chevalier, we have Kelvin Harrison Jr. Samara Weaving is Marie Josephine. Lucy Boynton is Marie Antoinette. Franke Adekaluejo is Nanon. Martin Kasokis is the Marquis de Montalembert. Alex Fidelin is Philippe. Minnie Driver is Lagimar. Sean Clifford is Madame de Genlis, and Henry Lloyd Hughes is Christoph Gluck. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? Let's spill it. I love spilling tea. (laughs) All right, folks, this is the part of the show where we spill the tea. This means spoilers. So if you have not watched Chevalier on Hulu, we are about to spoil it for you. That being said, so for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, because I'll say it, I I was clueless. How would you, in three words, describe this movie? Oh, I chose the words intriguing, 
powerful and elegant. Those are good ones. Those are super (laughs) strong. I love it. I chose stunning, romantic, and historical. Yes, those are good. I like it. Picasso. Chef's kiss, right? (laughs) It was just, again, beautifully filmed. And I was engaged from the get-go. This movie was so intriguing. I was fully vested in the the moment I started watching it. And the pacing was really good. It was just smooth sailing throughout the whole movie. Yeah, that opening sequence where it was the dueling violins. That was fantastic. That moment on, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. What was your favorite storyline? Oh, my gosh. There's a lot to choose from. There is a lot to choose from, but I think... Him connecting with his mother who brought him to that market. White patriarchy and supremacy, you know, it forces you to strip away anything that connects you with your history, with your ethnic culture. So, you know, I'm not certainly saying by any means that what I experienced is the same, but it's like my grandparents came from Italy and they had to come. And while my grandmother spoke Italian, she didn't teach her kids so there there is that disconnect of that culture that we lost within a generation just mm-hmm. to try and to fit in and so seeing chevalier embrace his culture find his family and his friends his community amidst this hierarchy of the french court it was very heartening to see and when he faces the french monarchy at the end of the movie with his concert and chooses not to wear the, the wig and wears his hair naturally with with the braids that was so powerful and i love this movie i can't express how much <laughs> this movie is it's so good i wholeheartedly agree with you on that one that was probably in my top three i personally loved how chevalier was selling marie josephine on the ernestine storyline i i mean he could sell me a car. He could sell anything at this point. I was so engaged. I was like, tell me more about Ernestine. I was right there with her. I was like, girl, you better take this job. You better take it now. I don't care if your husband says no, you better take it. It was a beautiful story. And just the back and forth, the witty banter. Oh, it was beautiful. And I think I fell in love with the set locations. You have this beautiful opera house. You have the Marquis home, just his apartment, Chevalier's apartment. Imagine being the location scout. I mean, like, yeah, you get to go find all these pretty places in Paris and, and France and choose choose all the fun locations for our movie. Plus money. Have fun. The dream, right? <laughs> Living the dream. Yes. Well, outside of favorite storyline, there were also some very tough storylines and Oof. tough scenes to watch. Yeah. What were the toughest storylines for you? So I'll just go with one. Okay. <laughs> so the first one, it's when he receives the note from Marie Antoinette that the three leads refuse to work with him. Because he's black. Ah, yes. And now he had to read that in front of his entire production. And he wholeheartedly thought Marie Antoinette was his honest friend and would stand up for it to him. And instead she said, sorry, I got to work with these people. Can't do anything and walk away. And that's what drove him basically to the revolution. And the other storyline is when Joseph and Marie Josephine had their romance. And when he finds out about his kid, right after he found community, and family and friends, mm-hmm. he loses his son. So that was that was also tough to watch. Yeah, there were a couple instances where I thought Chevalier was going to get violently murdered or hanged. And yeah. there was this history or historical aspect of racism in France that I'm sure every, every country's had about with racism and or is still going through it. It's not a great subject matter to speak on. 
but we only see it here in the U.S. because it's where we live, it's where our news is broadcasted, and so forth. Is it everywhere? Yes, it's gross, it's disgusting. We're not fans. To see it play out historically in France in this storyline, not a great day for France, man. But yeah, also right there with you with how he lost his son by the Marquis. Incredibly tragic. Were there any storylines that caught you off guard? The one that got me off guard was the Marquis letting Joseph live. Because here's the thing. I have no knowledge of Joseph and his story. I didn't know this composer existed until it was brought to my attention on TikTok. So when the Marquis basically secludes Joseph in this alley and points a revolver to his head, I thought to myself, well, wait a minute, like, is this going to trigger something else? To Like, how how is this going to work out? And this happens when the Marquis finds out that Marie Josephine participated in the opera when he specifically told Joseph she was forbidden to. And... So, you know, Marie Josephine looks up to the Marquis and tells him, please don't punish him for my disobedience. And you see something change in the Marquis's face. Granted, I'm not giving him any credit. This guy's a jerk. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, he lets Joseph go. And granted, he has his men beat the heck out of him, but leaves him off with a warning saying, you know, stay away from her. She's not going to be in your opera. And then they leave and you can see the heartbreak in Joseph's face when Marie turns away from him and has to go with her husband. And I just want to tell him she's also stuck. Right. This is something she can't just leave. He's a very powerful, very dangerous man. And I felt so bad for both of them. I would say not only was I not expecting the baby storyline and or the killing of the baby storyline, but his reaction to Marie on like he was very defensive towards her and she was like I also lost a child okay and he played the victim so hard and I was like sir you understand she just saw her kid murdered in front of her where do you get off trying to play the victim I I don't agree with your actions sir that was that was hard to watch but I also wasn't expecting her to come back and it was it was a very dramatic retelling of how everything went down but that caught me off guard for sure And then also him being reunited with his mom. Yeah. I thought she was dead. I thought, yeah, French plantation daddy had her killed. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't explain it at the beginning. And when they reunited, I was like, oh, right in the feels. Oh my goodness. And that one caught me completely off guard. And she had a better starring role than I expected. And it was just like really nice to see them reunited and to see her, see her son excel and see her scream liberté at his the performance that made him a french revolutionary i thought that was that was inspired that was a full circle moment i'm sure for a parent be like look i made that <laughs> look at that that came from me i was moved next series question i don't want to call them villains i'll call them controversial characters mm-hmm. we had a handful of those oh so many i know i know <laughs> i'm right there with you Who was your most controversial character? So my most controversial character, and like I said, there were a lot. Uh, It was La Guimar. Mini Driver's character? Yes. Okay. Mini Driver's character. Oh, man, she was a bad egg. (laughs) She was. (laughs) Yeah, she just the racist things she expected out of Joseph and the things she called him. And Mm. she only saw him as an object that she 
should be able to control. Mm-hmm. I wanted to throw a drink in her face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the audacity <laughs> right. of this woman. Oh, my God. So yeah. that was my most controversial character. Yeah. She had a solid monologue of absolute word treachery. It was just. Yes. Oh, she was on fire and she was the absolute worst at the end of the day. So <laughs> I'm right there with you, but it's okay. it was a three-way tie between Minnie Driver's character, the Marquis and Marie Antoinette. Yeah. I was like, who's the worst out of all three? <laughs> like, I know who the most violent is. I know who the most <laughs> entitled is. But uh, I think Minnie Driver's character just takes the cake. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm sorry. You know what? Pun intended. Whatever. Pun intended. In this pun case, intended. let's go with all the puns. She didn't say it, but let's go with it. Right. It. <laughs> so, you know, I'm a history fan. So I went and found a couple of interesting facts about some of the key characters after the movie ends. If you wanted to hear more about that. Go for it. I mean, everything is tragic. It's the, it's France. It's the revolution. Uh, but Philippe, he changed his name to Philippe Egalité during the revolution and continued to advocate for constitutional monarchy. He died in 1793 after being executed for his son's connection to a traitor of the revolution. Ooh. Right? We know that Napoleon Bonaparte reinstated slavery in the French colonies in 1802 after it had been abolished in 1794, and he went to great lengths to erase Joseph from history. So that's why we haven't heard anything about Chevalier. But he had joined the National Guard in 1789 when the French Revolution broke out and was later appointed to the colonel of the American Free Legion of Calvary, which was compromised mostly of men of color. And it ended up being known as Legion St. George. But even though he was a war hero, his ties to the aristocracy, (laughs) but his close ties to Marie Antoinette made him the object of suspicion. And he was actually jailed without trial in 1793 for nearly a year on false charges of misusing public funds. And so when he was released from prison, it is believed that he went to present-day Haiti and then a few years later returned to Paris and became the director of a new orchestra, Le Cercle de la Hormone, which performed on the former residence of the Duke of Orleans. And Joseph passed away on June 9th, 1799 in France. Wow. Yeah, he was, and he was born in 1745. So he was young. Yeah. He was was 54 years old when he passed away. And the D. St. George portion of his name is his father's suffix and is the name after a plantation in Guadalupe which is a French Caribbean colony okay and that's what he took up yeah but <laughs> I went on I was like I need to find everything as much as I can about this this man because my god just absolutely brilliant if you want to be pleasantly surprised just watch this film true hidden gem on Hulu And now it is time for the Spotlight of the Week. Moonlight Events is an immersive event company founded by the creators of A Court of Salt and Snow Cosplay Troupe. Their mission is to bring a touch of magic into everyday life by creating events that make you feel as though you are stepping into some of your favorite fantasy worlds. They will be hosting their first event this November. Follow them on Instagram and TikTok for all their updates. We here at the Fangirls Podcast are now promoted by or affiliated with the following. Hulu, Element Pictures, TSG Entertainment, and Searchlight Pictures. 
we're just really big fans. Like we went and listened to Chevalier's music and read up on more of his story fans. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.